Hey everyone. So, ever since the last episode talking about paths taken, I've the entire week, every moment you know, I'm going through my day. That's all, all I'm thinking about, and I, I don't feel like I said enough about it because I started realizing there's so much more to every decision that we take, and not just us, but as a collective, as a society, where we're all going. It's not just one person making one decision that's leading us on a path. We're 7 billion people on this planet, and every decision every single one of us makes builds up together towards a certain direction. There's people that are good, there's people that are bad, and there's people that do good and bad things every now and then. That's just how it is. Even good people can't be good all the time. And even bad people end up doing good things by mistake. But all of that comes together to dictate the collective path society's taking, all of us, together, right? And it's not just, it's not just at that level, even you as a human being, every cell of, every cell within your body is sort of making its own decisions, it's, it's going on its own way within the entire system that it's in. A cell is a system on its own, but it's a subsystem within the system that is you and everyone every cell is going with what it knows best and it's doing what it knows best being a cell but all of these cells end up just doing their own thing towards their own goal that end up serving the serving the whole of the system rather than the part so the whole becomes greater than the sum of its parts and maybe it's easier to explain if you if, if we use a solid example, right? If we, you know, besides the fact that every decision branches out and creates possibilities for more decisions to be made, and that creates different pathways that can be taken, and that keeps on branching out, right? And the more decisions branch out, the more randomness comes in, and the more there's more information to be computed. What I mean by that, let's look at a football game. A football game is just that. It's two teams that come to contend against each other and see who can move this ball, this one ball, between two points and to get it in a specific area through 11 people that act as resistance to our movement and we have to act as resistance to their movement and we go against each other. And... Each team has the goal to score on the other team, so there's resistance and there's, I don't want to say aggression, there's force coming from both sides, resistance and force, back and forth, from both teams. And each player, besides the fact that each player in his own way is a system as a body, with a lot of cells working together, he's now working within another system that's a bit bigger than himself, a system of 11 players trying to achieve a goal, a function. That's what a system does. It has a function and purpose that it's working towards. And, you know, each player might have their own goal in mind. Maybe this player wants to try to be the most famous football player in the world. This other player just wants to make enough money so his family lives a comfortable life. And this other football player just wants to, you know, be a star, get the goal, you know, regardless of whether or not that helps the team. He wants to not pass the ball so he gets to score. You know, and that's when... The decision that this part of the system made 
trying to benefit itself rather than the whole is where the whole becomes damaged and that's not good and that's what we see you know with cancerous cells that want to go on their own and just multiply so the game starts the referee whistles and and here we go and every decision from that point branches out the game into so many different possibilities right how every player decides to pass how every player decides to maneuver around another player against him and to reach the goal and then this guy shoots it could end up being a goal it could end up being a corner it could end up going outside it could end up being a counter-attack it could be a million things and each decision done by each player and where each player is at any moment and how the wind is and how the ball <laughs> slides on the ground or the friction that affects it from the grass or you know there's there's so many million factors and variables that come in in every millisecond of every game you know exactly where this player's foot is how he tries to receive the ball how all of that and <laughs> obviously the goal of the system is to get a goal but it's not it's not as if one person within the system decided that the ball is going to be to move from a to b and we're going to get a goal it's it's not one person's decision no it's the collective it's the collection of all of these decisions every player within the system has done that end up leading the team towards this path and and as the game moves all of these all of these possibilities of how the game can end branch out and you never know how a game is going to end but as but like the system exists within a bounded frame it exists within a bounded frame of 90 minutes and that's how long a game can be two halves 45 minutes each and as we reach the end time of this limit of the 90 minutes the branches the branching out of the paths start to converge and decrease towards the outcome of what this thing is and and it's just funny to see like at the beginning of the game possibilities begin branching out and as the potential for different possibilities to come to fruition because time is decreasing the paths begin like the, the branching out begins to decrease and starts branching in back again to converge into the result and i i think that's just fascinating because if you apply that to the universe uh and since the initiation of the universe that's how it sort of started out you know like a lot of information with certain parameters that this information reacts within you know laws of physics and all of that and then it starts out and then you have randomness you have you know atoms colliding with each other bombarding chemical chemical reactions happening and explosions here black holes there supernovas there and and you have planets rocks collecting around to become a planet and then they start rotating around bigger planets or bigger stars or whatever and then you have moons and all of that and you know there's so many possibilities of how the universe can start branching out once it's once it comes into existence because in reality it's just a it's a it's an infinite amount of information and this information is all interacting with each other and i'd say raw information in this case because it doesn't have that much meaning it doesn't have a foot foothold of meaning and it keeps on branching out and and within one of those branches that it branched out and somehow we exist and that's that there comes the other funny part is that you can't retrace the path that you're on you can we can't go back into the past and try to change something 
no, the path can only branch out further within the boundaries of where the system exists. So we don't know if the system that we're in, let's take the universe as an isolated system. An isolated system means that there's nothing coming in and outside of the system. This is the furthest the system can be, which would be our entire universe. We don't know that. We definitely don't know that. We don't know a lot of things, you know. We don't know that, we don't know if the laws and parameters that information works within, like I said, the laws of physics, are going to constantly be set for the rest of our existence. We simply don't know that. You know, who knows if one day we're going to wake up and light, for example, travels at a faster speed now, the speed limit of light suddenly increased, or <laughs> gravity stopped working the same way. You know, we don't we don't really know that. We We understand how these laws work. We created equations for them. We related them to other things that we understand how they work too. But if anything, we're pattern-recognizing beings, and we find a pattern, and we think this has worked this way for this long, and it's probably going to continue working this way for that long too. And that's not something, you know, if anything, life has, has taught me. It's that whenever we build a pattern, this pattern that we rely on so much, it's so easy for information to come in that shifts and changes that pattern to something we didn't expect and the fact that we're so married to that pattern being that same way within our own lives or within something outside of us, we resist that change of the pattern because we feel like it's safe. So who knows if within this isolated system that we're in, the universe, that these patterns are still going to continue the same way. Who knows if, like, there's so much we still don't understand. Black holes, for example. We don't know if they're going to something might come out of a black hole at some point that surprises us. And that's just within one universe, right? And the start of the universe, there's so many, so much information, so much, so many decisions at every microscopic scale happening, every, uh, every reaction between every atom and every chemical and every compound, and every molecule, and that just keeps increasing. And, you know, how chemistry happens, it's just every atom, every, <laughs> yeah, every atom is just, moving very quickly because of the energy it has. So it's it's just vibrating. And depending on how different atoms bombard into each other from different directions with how much energy, a chemical reaction might happen or might not. And that's a branch taken, right? And, and that's a path taken within the branch that keeps branching out with every path being taken. And that keeps on increasing. And now we're here. Uh, now that we're here and we have 7 billion people and our complexity comes into place, and sure, we're in an isolated system, but we might not be, like I said, but let's assume we are. Within our own lives, we're also inhabiting so many different systems. We inhabit systems and we, we help them grow and evolve. That's what we are to begin with. Our entire body is a collective of units working together towards the purpose of us surviving or procreating. We're a system. And just like the football player is working within his team, his own system to go against another system to see how they can efficiently move a ball using the limits of their body, the confounds of, of their, their space, their embodied beings, those limits. And within those limits, they embody energy to move an object using energy to move it against an, an opposite force an opposite force that that's also resisting their movement. So you get, you get two 
systems to oppose each other with with goals that conflict with each other because they both want to win and there can only be one of those systems that can win right and they go against each other and then there's the most like if you actually watch a football game and you watch how the ball moves it is it is just that embodied beings trying to move energy through an object that object is <laughs> energy is embodied through that object i'd say and it's moving between one player and to the next you know and and it's just so fascinating how each decision comes into play to move one ball from this player to that player and then it's intercepted by that player and then a million other things happen for it to for that embodied energy to be able to exist within two opposing forces and still reach its goal and it's somehow like a battery in this case it's so weird thing that went on in my head when I was watching a football game it was like what's the most efficient way for energy to move between two very strong opposing forces and you know considering football is the most it's the most um, popular it's the most popular game we have in our society right now and it's just how you look at how complicated it keeps on getting um, it's just fascinating I think how you look 40 years back and players were a lot slower, they didn't have the technique, they didn't pass as often, you know, it was a sloppy game and it wasn't as coordinated. But as time passed, the game started becoming more and more and more efficient. And that way, <laughs> the sophistication of the system itself increased. And the fact that this system is a part of the isolated system of the universe means that that inherent quality of complexity and increasing complexity is inherent to the universe since it's a part of the universe right and it's not just in football it's in every single domain that we exist in there's systems that grow you look at the olympics and you look at the limits that we've pushed within our bodies and it's nice like i said to have limits because they you know what you have to push against if you don't have limits you don't know what to push against and that's something that, that we struggle with, not knowing our limits. And because of that, we don't grow. And yeah, this, this football player, he's within a system. And it's not just he's, he's not just playing within this one game, which is a system on its own. No, he's a part of... He goes back home and he's a part of another system. He goes back to his family. And he has to take care of his family and raise his children. And then his children are going to school, which is also another system, right? And that's where that's where it gets funny because we inhabit as human beings very diff the very different systems, but not at the same time. It could be at the same time if the system exists within another system to begin with. And we coexist with other people that also exist in other systems that we have nothing to do with, just like our daughter going to school for example or this football player's daughter going to school and then his wife works at a hospital for example and she's a part of that system and within each of those systems there's decisions being made on every level by every person every second and it's not you know usually this is what's good about a hierarchy is that as as a human being you have all of these cells in you that are working towards a higher purpose which is you but you have a brain and because of your brain you can be aware of your entire system and decide what you need to let go and what you need to keep and decide on a path you need to take and that's the funny thing it's like it's i see it i see it the same way when i'm when i'm trying to explain something to you guys it's like in my head there's 
pieces of information or voices popping out telling me that this is relevant, this idea is relevant, this idea is relevant, this idea is relevant, but this is the idea I want to get to. How, you know, with all of these conflicting variables and voices in my head, how am I supposed to transverse the path that I can walk on with my words to get to the point that I need to get to through all of those noises, all of those variables? Because in your head, even in your head, you have systems and subsystems that exist. You have a part of you, you know, it's, you can see that whenever you sit down and you want to study, you find a part of you that thinks about going outside and smoking a cigarette. That's the part of you, that's a system inside of you, a subsystem that has that need and it's trying to move your body, your body that can go on one path to go and have that cigarette. And it's the same thing like with, if you want to have a tea or if you, like when you start studying and you feel like having a coffee or a tea or you start thinking about school or you start thinking about a girl you like or a guy you like or uh, music you, a song you heard a few days ago that's stuck in your head. In your own head, you have all of these different subsystems that work together. But in reality, all of these voices together, they're sort of making their own decisions, their own thoughts. And what's important is the alignment of all of those so that you can walk on a path. So when a collective moves forward in one direction, and that's what I mean if you compare it to society as a whole. You have 7 billion people and each one of them inhabits so many different systems. And each one of them is making so many different decisions. And each system is growing in its own direction. Some in a good way, some in a bad way. Some systems are corrupted by individuals who seek their own benefit over the entire system. Others are the opposite. Some people are burning themselves out to, for the purpose or for the whole of the system. And that just keeps on going. And where the direction of where society is moving towards, it's not one person's decision. Sure, just like your brain can decide for your body. If your body, if every individual cell in your body isn't healthy and functioning well, then your brain isn't going to function well either. The brain's purpose is to serve the body. Technically, the top of the hierarchy's purpose is to serve the bottom of the hierarchy, to make sure everything goes in a good direction. And sometimes tough decisions need to be made, you know, like cutting off a part of your system that does you more harm than good, you know, and it's just like cutting a tumor out of your body. And like I said, if we take it to, to the entire world, if we take it to 7 billion people and each one of us is making our, our own decisions and we have our governments or, which are supposed to be the top of the hierarchy and they're sort of deciding where the, the country is going, but it, it doesn't really work like that at least not in principle, not in reality. In theory, maybe, you know, you can think that a government is leading the people, but no, the people are what every single person decides every single day within that community. That's what decides what the community is. And the hierarchy, the top of the hierarchy has an effect on how it allows people to live their day-to-day -day lives. And that in turn affects how efficient and effective the top of the hierarchy is. So when a, when a leader is sitting in his chair, you, like he didn't get to this chair out of nowhere. Maybe he was voted there. The system he was already in allowed him to be in this position. And then he has to decide right now, is my country going to war or is it going to go for peace? And it's not just, it's not as if you know, right now we're going to branch out into two different branches, two different paths if he 
made this decision. But it's not as if it was just him deciding whether or not we go to war. No, it was a million things that came together beforehand that led this person to this position for the paths to converge into this one choice that he had to now make. But everything before that led to that, you know, every decision, every path by everyone led to that. So I take it, it's sort of disappointing for me when we let go of the control we have over our our paths as a collective, you know, every decision every one of us makes leads us somewhere, you know, and as and you look at history and you look at the World War One, World War Two, you look at <laughs> ancient Egypt or Alexander the Great or the Roman Empire or the Ottoman Empire. These empires came and went, but they they gave things and they took things and they made their decisions. And because of how their decisions were made, now we're here. Now we're here because of every decision all of our ancestors made together. And now we're 7 billion people that are very individual, that exist within very different systems. And each of those systems is growing in a very different direction. If, if it's not pushing the limits of sports in, in the Olympics, you know, it's crazy to see what these guys can do, how they flip and how they... It's insane, like, what we've achieved with our bodies. And then you have the technological domain, and then you have the art artistic domain you have the music industry you have people dancing you have everyone is growing in almost every possible direction possible within the systems that we inhabit you know and that's in our nature to to evolve and see what information we can keep and what we can let go and how we can incorporate new things into us that help us achieve and we have 7 billion very individual intelligent beings that have to decide every day what they need to do. And all of those decisions come together to decide the entire path all of humanity is taking. Just like all of the thoughts in your head come together so that you as a person can move on one path. Even though you have all of these different thoughts, they sort of as a collective come together so that you can move on that one path. And it's the same with humanity. Sure, some people might have a higher position in the hierarchy and therefore have a higher influence over the decision of where things move. But every decision matters, you know? So this is why, as an entity within your own life, it doesn't make sense to let go of that power, to let go of that ability to make decisions. You know, even though it's sometimes hard to, to, to think and have to decide, it takes a certain type of energy to do that. But that's the that's the reality, you know. If you if you as a person get to not waste food, don't. If you if you get to not waste energy, just turn off the lights before you leave your home, you know, or don't leave your laptop on all day, or just if if you can decide to not be wasteful, don't be wasteful. And if every person decided that too, then holy shit, the world's going to change like no one ever thought before if every one of us took responsibilities for the decisions they made who knows where we'd go as a collective on the paths that we can go and now we don't know which path we're going to go on there's so many different variables that come into the future you know like just looking at the te technological domain and what we're doing there and uh i don't know if you guys heard about augmentations being able to attach being able to attach augmentations to your body. Augment, to augment means to enhance one's capabilities by using a tool. Tools augment our capabilities. So when you check your GPS on your mobile and you see your location and now you can move, 
that's an that's an augmentation you're able to you're able to coordinate yourself in a way your ancestors never could you know your ancestors had to rely on the stars or where the sun is or no you just pull out your phone and you know exactly where you are or you search for a piece of information that you need and you instantly have it but it's outside of your body now imagine it was inside of your body imagine we had implants in our minds that let us communicate together not through text but through intention instead of having to use words to explain your intention if you can just communicate that intention directly to the people around you how much faster information can travel and how much more reliable and true that information could be and if you lose an arm for whatever reason you can get another arm or there's a million other things technologically that we can go with but there's also biologically you know gene manipulation there's what we can do with that and where that can go and where that can lead i read the other day um i don't know if you guys heard about this there was this chinese doctor who went you know he didn't tell the authorities what he was doing he he did this experiment on his own and he just took a woman with two twin babies in her like in her <laughs> in her womb and he genetically modified them so that they'd be resistant to aids to the hiv virus and they were born one of them was resistant and the other one wasn't and that's that's such a big step in in humanity i'm not saying it's a good or bad step it's a step that can lead to things that we don't understand because right now we we have the illusion that we understand the limits and and the parameters and the rules this universe has and we think we we know a lot we think we just because we can control these tiny little things just like by controlling a virus cell so that when the virus enters a living human cell it can insert a certain type of dna into that cell and then that cell no longer programs sorry not programs but no longer synthesizes the proteins that its original dna tells it to no now it synthesizes the protein that the virus injected into it that the dna the virus injected into it says it should synthesize so that's what we have control over and among other things you know that's one way that we can manipulate genes which i think is brilliant you know the person who thought yeah i can't control genes directly but i can control viruses a little bit and i can control putting them where i need to put them and i can then maybe control what this cell synthesizes right and it's just about the synthesis of proteins it's just about the, that certain arrangement of atoms that can lead to something something different so this chinese doctor was shunned and I, i'm i'm sure he lost his career because what he did was in all in, for all intents and purposes very unethical you know first off these these kids these babies didn't decide whether or not they they get they get this treatment you know and who knows what what other problems can come down the line if not now you know if not one of these girls you know because of the manipulation within her genes there's a certain mutation that lets her that causes her to her cells to multiply rapidly and her to die from cancer we don't know that or that you know seven generations from now this the she like this kid gets children and her children get children and her children get children and then you realize at some point when you have a good good portion of the population that has this girl's genes 
that they are they're all fucked somehow or they, they like something else gets fucked we don't know that we don't know any of that and this is why there's certain steps in the road that limit us from trying to grow and push because we don't understand where we can grow sure we have we can tilt in both directions we can tilt in good and we can tilt in bad because we're beings of a dualic nature and as we tilt from good to bad, good to bad, we find ourselves moving on a path. Sure, we had World War II, and World War II was fucking horrible, but look at, look at us now, we're in the most peaceful <laughs> epoch or time frame and since the dawn of humanity, percentage-wise. So, we tilt from good to bad, good to bad, good to bad, but this balance is what keeps us maintained on, on a path that I hope, within the parameters of the universe, will lead us to what the universe already wants, sort of, the goal, you know, because we are born within these parameters, and these parameters are what we grow within, and if we continue to grow within these parameters, then who knows what we'll grow into in accordance to this shifting between good and bad, or right and wrong, and because that's what saves us from going into an extreme, and we don't want to go in an extreme, we don't want to go into a dystopia where everything is fucked, we can't exercise our freedom of speech, or we can't love our friends or family, or we can't indulge in artistic endeavors. And we don't want a utopia where everything is absolutely perfect all the time. That's not how we're wired. We can't handle perfection. We'll try to find the imperfections because we'll get bored. We want surprises. We don't know where, the, where our paths are going. But what keeps it interesting is that we don't know where our paths are going. They can be so interesting. and They can surprise us so much. And that's what keeps us driven. Because even if our life is like this right now, time is moving forward. And we're moving forward with time. We can't go back. We can only change what we think about what was back there and learn from it. But we're only moving forward, but we don't know what's coming. But every decision everyone makes all the time, all of those come together so that we move on this path. So many possibilities and it keeps on branching out and branching out. And this universe is theoretically like, it's so young. 14 billion years in the cosmic scale of the universe is nothing. And it's just, it's just going to keep on branching out. And that makes me think about the theory of multiverses, right? And how if if that universe started out with that set of, of rules and let's say an infinite amount of information and that information gets to interact within those rules and eventually 14 billion years later, here we are. If at the beginning of existence, there was an infinite amount of universes, all isolated systems, or maybe all systems within a bigger system, who knows, because that's the trend, right? That's the pattern within what we are. We see we're, we're embodied within systems. <laughs> and fuck, man. Like, like, I know this is very theoretical and might not be the case, you know, I've always thought about parallel universes and I never could find a place for them in my mind. Because let's say I chose A, let's say this parallel version of me chose B. But is it that once I made that decision, there was another parallel universe created in that second in another parallel reality somewhere else? Where is that parallel reality? Where does it come from? How did it form on its own? 
uh, why did it form once I made this decision? You know, uh, just it it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me too much that once I make a decision, the parallel universe is just created back there. But it would make more sense to me if if it wasn't just our universe that was created at the beginning. It was an infinite amount of universes, and all of them had the same parameters. But because of randomness and because of chance and all of that, they all branched out into very different direction directions. But because it's an infinite amount of universes and infinity isn't something that's easy for us to wrap our heads around, I, it's definitely hard for me to wrap my head around. But if it is an infinite amount of universes that all branch out into different directions, then there are universes that branched out almost exactly the same way up to a certain point. And then that's when there was a difference between those two universes when that decision was made between A and B. But then you're talking about 7 billion people and all of them making different decisions all the time. And just to branch that out and understand how many universes it take for every possibility of everything to exist, that's just a lot. <laughs> that's just too much sometimes, man. Uh Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just like, it's just that, you know, who knows where we're going? Who knows what the paths we're on even are? I'm just waiting for the surprise, you know, I'm just hoping. Uh, for me, it's just nice to always be surprised to meet someone I never expected to meet or to hear a thought I didn't think I'd stumble upon. You know, the other day I, I was reading this thing and it just seemed so obvious when I read it. But like when I read it, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't think of that. And I like when that happens. I like when I when I when someone says something and it gives me perspective, right? It gives me like uh, a way of life, a way that you can look at life that I just didn't see before. And I think that's just refreshing. So this thought that I that I stumbled upon the other day was that humanity uses the technology it has at its at its level at its current level to explain the dynamics of the universe according to that technological level. So if you go a few hundred years back, humanity used to compare the universe to a clock and the mechanisms of a clock. And once we went into the industrial era, people started comparing the universe to a machine. And now that we're here with uh, the ability to simulate realities and virtual realities and all of that, we're comparing humanity to a simulation. And the pattern that I see from this is that we're just growing in complexity. And as we grow in complexity, we'll start comparing the universe to even more advanced technologies that we're not even aware of that could exist right now. And once we do that, you know, we'll, we'll realize as we grow in complexity, this complexity is inherent to the universe because we were born from the universe. So the universe is just that complex and it's just increasing in complexity. And it's inherently beyond comprehension how complex this is, at least to us, to our level right now. Because if we're comparing it to a simulation, who knows what our descendants a thousand years from now are going to compare it to. I thought that was interesting. So who knows how our decisions right now are going to, to affect our descendants or our future. Because we're going to live, you know, in the future. <laughs> we're, not, we're listening to this right now, but we have a tomorrow, hopefully, if you don't die. And someday you're going to be there. And every action you do right now is leading you to that. And every small decision you make all the time, that's what's leading you to your future. Not just one decision that you make once. There are big decisions, but it's how you live your day every 
how you how you live your life every day that dictates how your life is how you live your days is how you live your life and if you live like a proper human being whatever that is to your own terms you know if you live true to yourself and you try to make the best decisions that you can every moment that you can that I'm sure you're you're going to be on a good path and that's going to put all of us collectively on a good path hopefully and that's my that's my hope that's my wish <laughs> that was nice i like that i'm glad i'm i have you guys here to listen to me and it's nice to put these thoughts in structure really because i i've been thinking about this a lot and i i tried to explain it to myself and uh, just I, I didn't find the right way to get this across and I hope I hope I did you know podcast is a great tool to put my thoughts in place and order so with that I thank you again everyone uh, if you have anything to say to me if you want to discuss this further if you want to go into a philosophical philosophical debate with me go ahead you can message me on midnightwisdom.com or email me midnightwisdomoutlook.com I'm waiting to hear from you guys, and again, I appreciate it, and good luck on your path.